It was the best of times. It was the bomberst of times. This is the worst. Crapper and crappy, crappy and crapper, crappity crappy, crappy crap. Deg wants me to change this intro song every week, so here's a low effort attempt. Hey everybody, welcome to Bomberst. Bomb Bombers? Bombers. Welcome to the worst. The worst episode. Welcome to of the, the Bombers. Chamber of Bombers. Chamber of Bombers. It's a uh, Spiegel Potter and the what? Deg of Bombers. I don't know what's going on. It's just Hang me and there. it's just me, Deg, and also Spiegel for this episode is what I'm trying 44 to get. Forty four more minutes. Uh, almost like there. Forty three and a half. It's fine. Mm. Ooh. Um. Yeah, we have a show for you today. Mm. We're going to talk about video games and fast food. I'm anticipating. I mean, it, I it sort of always devolves into that. I think. Um. Pretty much without, uh, pretty much without any sort of deviation, actually. Um, I, even in my, like, we're gonna do the minish recap later in the show, Deg, and even the media I'm consuming is related to fast food. So, you know, there's just no escaping it. Fast food is just it's a part of our world. It's life. It is not. It's not just a part of the world. It is the world. It is a hundred percent the world. I live in a fast food world. I had fast food for dinner. You know, it's that, I had chicken, uh, chicken nuggets. It's that old philosophical quandary. Do you eat fast food to live or do you live to eat fast food? Hmm. Yeah, what came first? The the chicken or the hamburger? Uh, wait. What came first? The chick star or the uh, McEgg? Whatever <laughs> they call those. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, I don't even know what's happening anymore. All right, so we got stuff, uh, bomb test news, and eh, I don't want to do it. Uh, game releases. All right, uh, All right so nothing the is coming out. News. No, we're not doing it. We're skipping it this week because Zyber. Let me at least dead. do this one real quick. Okay, I'm gonna do this one real quick. Hey, thanks to our Patreon supporters and friends of the show, Haley, Himaru, and best friend of the show, Rob. We appreciate you. We love you. You're awesome. I just wanted to get that one in there because they are great. And don't stop giving us so money game now. releases. Yeah. <laughs> uh, game releases. Uh, nothing, really. Uh, Deg, there's a game that's coming out that you actually are probably more interested in than just about anybody, I would have to imagine. That is Scott Pilgrim versus the world. What? Anybody on this show, at least. Yeah, well, that's definitely the case. But Scott Pilgrim versus the World launching uh, June 14th for PS4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, PC, and <gasps> Google Stadia. January 14th. That, what did I say? You said June. <laughs> it's like, that's June. That's January. far in the future. Well, January. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, this game, as. Maybe not all of our listeners know, but I know you know Spiegel, was wrapped up in a lot of interesting uh, copyright and licensing battles for the longest time. They actually pulled it. It was a download game originally during the 360 and PS3 area era. They actually pulled it from the st- online stores for those because of all of the licensing and all that silly garbage. Um, I actually do already have the game both on my 360 and my PS3 because I had it installed before they pulled it. But a lot of that, you know, rarity breeds um, desire or whatever. 
because it was hard for people to get, people like it more sort of thing. Yeah, like even if the game it wasn't even good, which I, I can't really speak to. It's just a beat 'em up, I think. Um, but I, I've it's never a played the game. So I'm interested to revisit it. Sorry, you were talking about it just being beat 'em up. I'm interested to revisit it because it's a beat 'em up uh, in the retro style of like your River City Ransom, uh, Double Dragon, et cetera, et cetera. I'm interested to revisit it because it's at the very early parts of whenever those retro games were just first starting. It's like going back and how we revisited Shovel Knight for the kind game like club. The, and the that beginning was it. And like, like Fez and like the beginning of the kind of indie game revolution where they realized, holy crap, like we can make games for really cheap using basically old technology. And if you, and if they do it well, it takes off. And I want to know if it still holds up because it was a great at the time when I played it. But now that we've had this whole indie revolution going on for the past 10 years and we've had as we saw with Shovel Knight it was a good platformer at the time but so many games have done that retro platforming better now does Scott Pilgrim's retro beat-em-up hold up versus say River City Girls or any of the more recent retro beat-em-ups that have been released thought experiment for you Deg uh why don't you go and delete your copy of Scott Pilgrim vs. the World on uh, 360 and then try to download it again on the 14th. Like, see if it came back up onto the store. Because I'd be curious to see if, if the licensing uh, does not extend to the 360 and PS3 versions of that game, considering it's I, coming back to PC now. I That's a, a very interesting thought experiment. It would make a terrible actual experiment, because I don't want to lose my copy if it doesn't work. Well, you could just buy it again on I mean, I'm going to actually purchase... It was a uh, limited run, I believe, was doing a uh, physical release. So I do want to get at least a, a physical copy of the game because then I actually own it and don't need to worry about them taking it off of a store in the future. What console are you going to get it on? Um, uh, Probably Switch. Let's be honest. Switch is best console. Mm. I mean, I, I could definitely see... That if, the, if the sales numbers are any indication, the Nintendo Switch might be the greatest console of all time over the last four weeks. And, and we could talk about that maybe a little bit, but uh, but PlayStation 5 and the Xbox, the sex box, are out in the world, and Nintendo Switch is doing bonkers numbers aside them. And uh, Microsoft already trailing pretty significantly behind the PlayStation 5 uh, outselling it 2 to 1 every week, and then the Switch is outselling them both about 10 to 1 every week. Um, so it, it's been uh, it's been an interesting time to, to watch the console wars developing, and Nintendo's in a unique position where they can just kind of sit back and let Sony and Microsoft duke it out while they just sell a ton of freaking hardware. It is very interesting, the, the Switch performing as well as it does. On one hand, they don't have the supply chain issues that I assume that Sony and Microsoft are struggling with right now, with it being a new console, with... You know, their production maybe not being up to snuff of the demand, potentially. But on the other hand, the Switch has already been out for what? It's been th- th- three, four, two... We're coming, up on, we're coming up on year five. Uh, wow. Four years, in, four years in March, yeah. And, and you uh, know what that means, and this ties in perfectly to the next thing I wanted to talk about. I don't know what time is anymore. Which is the console, the, the uh, mid-life cycle console revision that nintendo is so well known for and they've already dipped their toes in the water a little bit with switch Lite, but there was a news story that came out a couple of days ago not really a news story it was more of a rumor 
Details on the upcoming Switch uh, console revision were found in the latest firmware update by a skilled, presumably, hacker, or whatever you want to call it, uh, detailing that it was going to have, the the new Switch is going to have an OLED screen, uh, will achieve docked 4K resolution. Um, so not not like a ton of changes to the to the whole thing, but it will be able to kind of operate like this the switch plus as we call it here on bombers will operate at higher clock speeds and be capable of improved visuals and performance as a result of that i think it's coming soon deg do you think that the switch plus is a real thing how i mean how real in terms of uh in in terms of how soon is it coming out would you would you predict if you had gun to your head i'm putting a gun to your head Absolutely, it is a thing that is coming. There's no way they're not doing, as you said, the traditional mid-console revision that Nintendo has become known for recently. I'm going to wager it's coming, I mean, easiest answer this year. I think it's going to be sometime in, like, uh, Q2 is what I, where, where I'm sort of feeling. I think they're going to... Q2 being the months of uh, July through September. That's an interesting time for them to launch something like that. Yeah. I, I, might, I mean, my my original thought was summer, but I'm thinking it's going to be a little late summer, which is why I went with Not Q2. I'm summer. thinking around July. Interesting. Uh, in- interesting, first of all, that you consider July to be late summer, and uh, even more interesting that they would launch a console in that month. I, I don't you know not that notice that's ever... My, I don't know what time is problem going on mm-hmm. here. Okay, fair enough. Uh, all right, so uh, Deg thinks that that July is midsummer and that Pittsburgh is part of the Midwest. Now let's move on and let's talk about That's, whatever our next subject I, is. Part of the East. You Coast. don't think? That. Um, okay, good. I'm glad that you think that. I actually, I've heard people say that, and it doesn't make any sense. Question for you: With this docked 4K, we know that a lot of the upres and up processing is actually performed by the dock itself for the current switch what do you think that's going to mean for the switch plus's release are they going to release a different type of dock is it going to do all of that upresing in system without using the dock it does seem to make a lot of sense that the, that they would release a dock that actually adds uh some additional power some additional punch to the system technologically i have no idea how that would even work that is not my area of expertise as you shrug hilariously uh yeah i I think that they would need a a new revision for it i can't imagine that they would just ship it out with the same essentially what amounts to like a piece of plastic with some with some electronics in it uh you just described literally everything (laughs) not literally (laughs) everything my hat is made of wool okay uh, my cat it's made is of electronic not, but has no plastic yeah no plastic lots of lots of beeps and boops um i lost my train of thought meows and mupes <laughs> what was your train of thought uh the dock I mean, is a piece of plastic yeah my, uh, my cat is plastic and uh there's gonna be a new dock and it's gonna cost money i i can't imagine that there would ever be a scenario in which you could use the current switch model with said dock um i i just feel like nintendo being nintendo that's going to be one of their questionable proprietary hardware decisions that really pisses people off but it's not going to be an issue for me because i'm gonna get the switch plus and i'm going to use the switch plus and that's fine 
you know what I just thought of that might actually revise my Switch Plus coming in July thought? What if they coincide the Switch Plus with Breath of the Wild 2 or some big name mainstay title release? Well, then I, I think that they're going to do that, no question. I, I think the question is then, when does that release actually happen? You know, N- Nintendo has been extremely quiet lately about their release schedule outside of like one or two months. Like we only know that Mario 3D World plus Bowser Furry is is coming out <laughs> about a month from now uh, on February 12th, I think. And we don't really know anything else after that. Um, so I, I guess... There, there's a lot of wide open space out there and a lot of games that we know very little about. Breath of the Wild 2, Metroid Prime 4, not to mention games like Bayonetta 3 and uh, and uh, Bravely Default 2 and other games that, that could potentially support uh, a launch like that. I think we actually might have a release date for Bravely Default 2. Bad journalism by me. But, uh, but even so, I, I think that there's a lot of games that are like nebulously floating in the 2021 release calendar that we just don't know about yet. And I, I think that a lot of that is finalizing the release date of uh, the Switch Plus, which I think will be in Q4 2020, uh, which it would be basically March at this point, March 2021. That's interesting. I um also, you were talking about interesting proprietary decisions by Nintendo, and it made me think of how they started shipping a bunch of DSs in the late later parts of the DS's revisions and whatnot, without power cables, <laughs> I forgot and about I won- that. That yeah, yeah, that was fun. And it, it was funny because at the time uh, that the it was like, was it the 2DS that first didn't have one, or maybe it was the new 3DS models definitely didn't. I remember that was a big deal, and I remember thinking like this is kind of silly because anywhere that you could buy a new 3DS is obviously going to be stocking power cables. Uh, but at the time I worked at GameStop, we sold out of those freaking power cables and we didn't get any more for quite some time. Um, so what to me seemed like a fairly, fairly logical, uh, happening, uh, a course of a fairly logical course of events did not really occur. Yeah. Not, I, I agree. There is a, that logic thought of, uh, places that are selling it will have the power cables. And a lot of Nintendo's thoughts on it was like, well, this is a revision to the console, so a lot of people that are buying it, we how many millions and millions of DSs have we sold? Those power cables are already out there. Why are we making more? And it's like, okay, that's interesting, but now you're just banking on repurchases instead of getting new sales. Well, at the same time, I also don't necessarily think that anyone who really bought into the new Nintendo 3DS or the new Nintendo 3DS XL, or the new Nintendo 2DS XL, uh, were anything but repeat customers for the most part. What games even came out after that after that revision that people would have really wanted? You know, Majora's I'm looking Mask. At like Majora's Mask, Xenoblade Chronicles, you know, uh, like fi- the Fire Emblem. I- I'm looking at my collection, Pokemon Sun and Moon, I guess. Yeah, I, I guess you could make the argument that there maybe were some some additional customers that they needed to grab. And also just, you know, children who are growing up and have never had a DS yet. Whatever. Whatever. They don't pay me to care about children. They don't pay me at all. No, I, think I don't they, even know who they are. The nebulous they. 
That's all I Nebulous. have for Nebulous. It's a big word, so do I have to explain it to you? Can you spell? No, I know what it means. Can you spell it? N e b u l o u s. Very good. You win a gold prize. Gold Spiegel. You win uh, my gold Mario Amiibo, which I waited in line outside of a Walmart for all night and almost didn't get it anyway because they only had four. They're not worth anything. Oh, they're worth like fifty bucks. Are they even it's, worth is, that much? Jeez. Well, it's in the it's in the box. Uh, yeah, mine's, like mine's I, in the box too. I didn't. That wait was anywhere. one of the ones. That was one of the ones that I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't bear to take out of the box because of what it cost to obtain. Not like in terms of cash, because it was like twelve dollars. But in terms of uh, what it cost me in terms of my sleep schedule, my sanity, my first wife left me. It was. It was rest, a whole rest thing. in peace. Yeah. Well. She was murdered outside of that Walmart, but that's but she still left in a and manner. Then, of then was murdered while walking away. It was all it was a debacle, is what it was. Yes, it's another uh, anyway. word. <laughs> I have five Can amiibos you... that I left in the box. What are they? The gold Mario, the silver Mario, the gold shovel knight, the gold Mega Man, and the uh, Mega Yarn Yoshi. I was wondering about the Mega Yarn Yoshi. I feel like I've been to your house. Many times uh, since you've obtained that yarn Yoshi, and it seems like every time I go over there, I never see it. Is it just out there in your display? Yeah, huh? It's just, just right there. I'm gonna I'm gonna put a picture of it in OnlyFriends. Ooh, okay, good idea. Yeah. All right, now pay us money, and you get to see Dag's <laughs> yeah, mega you yarn. get to see my mega yarn, my mega oh. yarn Yoshi. It'll stick its mega tongue out at you. Uh, what's the next topic? <laughs> yeah, um, let's see. We did uh, we did news, kind of. We did game releases. I guess let's dive into the miniature recap, which is my Splash. favorite segment and so many other people's favorite segment. Not Whether mine. or not they know it or not. Uh, we just did Spiegel my favorite segment. It. No, the, I also nin- hate. I hate Nintendo the bombastic Plus. news. I hate the opening line. I hate the, the intro. I hate the intro song. I like the outro song. The outro song is classic. What? That hurts a little. Not gonna lie. Well, you wrote the outro song too. It's not as though. Yeah, I put way I just... more work. I put way more work into the intro song. <laughs> I put very little work into the intro song. I you feel like do. I'm just re- <laughs> I'm reusing the same ones every week. I just don't. You know, sometimes I just don't feel like recording new lyrics. So what'd you do this over the past? You 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 weren't on the last show. I think last show was just Zyber and I, and then we skipped a week for New Year's. So I haven't heard from you in a while. Do you have any updates on your life for me? Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, I play DS games. I read magazines. I listen to lots of podcasts. Um, I uh, played Final Fantasy three on DS. It's <laughs> it's bad. Ooh. Um. It's uh. It's not a good. It's, here's the thing. Do you ever play a game or read a book or like consume any piece of media at all that's just so nothing and just so mediocre that it's almost more offensive than something that's just heinously bad? Probably. I feel like you're describing the type of thing that I would almost immediately purge from my mind and not remember when you asked me this question. 
But that, that's what I'm talking about, though. It's it's like Final Fantasy three is is the pinnacle of mediocrity. It's so bland and it's so drab and just uninteresting, I guess, that it the fact that I spent time the- playing it, trying to find something in it that was remotely enjoyable. It's, it's just the toasted a waste of rice my time. cakes of video games. Sure, it's the it's it's the um, diet Dr Pepper of video games. Ooh. That it's it's like yeah, this kind of tastes like Dr Pepper. Like this is kind of like a good Final Fantasy game, but like not really. I could Something's be just missing. drinking Dr Pepper. Oh. Like or Dr. Pepper cream soda, or cherry Dr. Pepper, or cherry vanilla Dr. Pepper, or vanilla Dr. Pepper, or... Oh, stop, 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 stop. Are you hating on vanilla Dr. Pepper, or vanilla any soda? No, I'm saying, like, I'm saying, instead of diet Dr. Pepper, you could have regular Dr. Pepper, or any of the Dr. Peppers that are oh. even better than Dr. Pepper. Yeah, you could play Dr. Pepper X2, Dr. Pepper uh, Crystal Chronicles, Dr. Dr. Pepper World. What are we, ta- what are we talking about? <laughs> Dr. Uh, you know, the the game where you throw the cans and they're different colors on each side and you have to get rid of the viruses. Dr. Pepper. Oh, uh, Hogan's Dr. Pepper. <laughs> what? <laughs> Gyro Pepper. Gyro uh, Pepper. <laughs> I don't even know what's happening anymore. Uh, uh, yeah, would so you, I played Final Fantasy 3. I did not enjoy it. Would you buy it, question mark, a Dr. Mario style game where instead of pills you're throwing pop cans and it's all uh, different brands from coke or pepsi uh lines or even if you can get the licensing to work coke versus pepsi the puzzle game okay i love that idea um so yes uh but what i was thinking is you would have uh viruses okay in dr well i guess it'd have to be dr mario you couldn't just call it dr pepper um dr paparo uh I lost my train of thought again. Oh, the red vi- Okay, the red viruses you have to kill with Coke cans, and the blue ones you have to kill with Pepsi cans, and the yellow ones. Mountain I Dew. don't know. No, Mountain Dew is a Pepsi Seven product. Up. No, Seven Up is a Coke. Well, so product. is Pepsi. Wait, is well, so it? So is Coke. Hold on. I need to check. Coke on that is 7 a Coke up product, thing. and Pepsi is a Pepsi product. So. And wh- what do you do like with? A- what if what if we just did Fago? They're probably way easier to actually uh, talk to in, in licensing, and they've got like fifteen different colors of Fago. Oh, you know what? Seven uh, Up is actually owned by Keurig Dr Pepper, uh, so I think Dr Pepper is its own brand. So you could have like brown oh, viruses weird. that you kill with Dr Pepper cans, because brown is a color. Final Fantasy three is bad, and we would rather be playing Puyo Pop. Uh, oh, that's it. The show's over now. <laughs> cool. I played uh, played some video games. What'd you play? Uh, Star Wars Rebel Assault 2 Hidden Empire. A game that I f- saw on Steam for sale back during the winter. And was like, oh, my childhood. In a video game. It's a rail shooter in in the Star Wars universe. So you play um, as abusive parents that go along rails and shoot you. What? No, you play as uh, Rookie One, is his name, <laughs> who goes along rails and shoots the, the Imperials. 
Um, the game, when I saw it, I was, I was, I was reminded of a bunch of nostalgia memories of like, oh, I used to play this all the time and it was super fun. And I started playing it. And then I remembered that the reason that I played it all the time is because I was grinding out trying to figure out how to beat the stupid thing. Oh. Level three is not a rail shooter. It's a rail flyer, like one of those avoid the things type of thing. Thing, thing, you know? Like one of like those things? Reverse, like reverse breakout is what you're describing. No, it's like... Um, or like a Pong if you're trying to lose. Yeah, Pong if you're trying to lose. <laughs> like the second level of Star Fox 64 where you have to not run into the... Okay, okay. Asteroids and stuff. Would you uh, buy a question mark? Terrible controls. Would you buy a question mark? Pong bullet hell. Or like bullet hell pong. Pong hell. Where you have... But instead of avoiding all the bullets, you have to hit all of them with your paddle and send them back. And if you miss one, you explode. What about... Bullet breakout? A breakout bullet isn't that, hell. Isn't that just isn't that just breakout? I guess bullet hell pong would be breakout. I look, there were only <laughs> so many variations you could do with the Magnavox Odyssey, okay? What if it was what if it was a combination of all of those ideas where certain bullets you had to bounce back, but other bullets kill you, and if you don't bounce them back if you don't bounce back the ones that you have to bounce back, you die anyway. Would would you buy it? I, I feel like my brain cells are playing breakout with my brain, and they're just like bouncing off my brain and destroying my brain. Star Wars Rebel Assault 2 Hidden Empire is a game that has a lot of nostalgia, but is very, very hard. I saw articles or posts on the community page on Steam that were like, this game has bad controls, and I got a refund. And I was like, these kids these days just don't know how to play video games. Then I played it and realized that they were just they were just kind of right. Video games used to just be kind of bad. And then I kept playing it because I hate myself, I guess. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, I mean, that's how games used to be. You know, you played them because you hated yourself. I mean, there's there's no other reason that I could think of that someone would want to play Final Fantasy 3. And, I mean, that game came out in, like, 1990, I think, for for the NES in, J- in Japan. And Japan also, only. you used to only have like two or three video games so if you got a game you didn't like sucks for you that was your game for the year you get what you get and you don't make a fit unless of course no you don't there is no unless that's what my parents told me yeah uh all right uh let's see what else i play Uh, speaking of games that are like really nostalgic for me personally and and are really hard i played a little uh trauma center under the knife for the ds i played a lot of ds games this week for some reason um it's not it's a frustrating game because i i really really want to like that game um the story is great it's like it's really wacky really japanese uh there's basically like this crazy virus that's infecting a bunch of people uh the music is really good um i really like the 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 diverse cast of characters they're all just like totally over the top and again very japanese it's uh it's an atlas game uh so you know you kind of know course. what you're getting into but man that game is hard i mean it's so hard yeah. it's i mean it's like real surgery it's so hard what are your memories of trauma center 
never owning it because it was an Atlas game and hearing about how unnecessarily hard it is. I, I vaguely recall that the Wii version of that game, because they ported it to Wii for like the Wii launch, um, it was, was a lot opinion. easier. Yeah, Trauma Center Second Opinion was, was easier. Um, because I recall getting to the final boss in that game, and I never have gotten to the final boss in, uh, under the knife. I got to about the end of the second episode, and I'm just like, I can't. I cannot do this. It's just too hard. Is it the hard. second or the third episode where the weird parasite thing shows up? Because that's uh, that's the point at which the game becomes impossible. Yeah, the parasite shows up at the end of the second episode because you start treating the girl who's like, I don't want to live anymore, even though ostensibly there's like nothing wrong with my life whatsoever. And she's not even like depressed. She doesn't have clinically diagnosed mental illness. She's just like, I want to die. And he's like, well, why would you want to die? And she's like, I don't know. Because there are parasites in me or yeah, something. That, yeah. I mean, parasites can give you depression, but, you know. And tapeworms. That's, I wouldn't I, know. Someone had Trauma Center under the knife, and I borrowed it, and I tried it, and I couldn't get past the second level, and I gave it back to them. Yeah, sounds about right. That's that's where I am. And I, I don't... I might put a little more time into it but really the only reason i was even playing it is because i was like this game had a cool story and i i haven't revisited it in a while so i don't know maybe i'll do the forbidden thing and just watch a youtube video of just all the cutscenes. um i think it was i've never been driven to that before but maybe i think it was a year or two and i believe it was second opinion not under the knife but there was a speed run of trauma center at a gdq event Speaking of GDQ events, you know what's been happening this past week, Spiegel? Segways. Yes. Lots of them. Lots of them. AGDQ. Good ones. Has so been... you call them out like I did. Yeah. Well, I mean, how are people going to appreciate how good they are if you don't point them out? That's true. They might not even notice they're so good. Yeah. And why would we ever want them not to notice how good we are? What is AGDQ? Awesome games done quick. It's a speedrunning marathon uh, week long, at least nowadays it's a week long, uh, that has been going on since I believe roughly 2011, uh, raising money, um, for, they, they, they actually do multiple events throughout the year. This particular one, it raises money for the Prevent Cancer Foundation. Um, last I checked today, there were around like 1.3 million raised. And it's Friday, and it started Sunday and runs till next Sunday. So they've been doing good stuff. They've had events that have actually raised over three million dollars for charity. I read a thing. I read a thing that these kind of telethon, not a telethon, obviously, but these telethon type events usually do their most fundraising like in the first hour and in the last hour. So I'm interested to see that, kind of what what their last game is and, and how much they're able to raise. I always find that aspect of it really cool. Yeah, because that's always where the hype starts going. You know, you start being like, we've only got X amount of time left and we're so close to Y value. Give us Empty more money. Wallets. We can get there. Oh, you know what it was? It was wow. uh, I read an I read an article about a Kickstarter campaign. And, and the reason I know this is because it was an article in an old Nintendo Force magazine uh, with uh, Inafune uh, about Mighty Number no. 9, which was very Mighty funny to nine. me re- yep. reading that old article because they were really hyping the game up at the time. And anyway, here we are in the future for that yes. game. Um, GDQ's fun. One, I mean, it's awesome for the charities. And two, you get to look at these speedrunning things that are games that 
frankly, I probably would never seek out to look at, but much in the way as, you, you know, you turn on a television and now there's a new show here, turn on GDQ and it's like, hey, here's this old obscure game that we speedrun, check it out. And you get to watch them play it. And it's like, oh, that game's pretty cool. Specifically, this year, uh, there was a run that was the traditional bad game block where they speedrun just not well-regarded games. And they did Final Fantasy 3 and they raised $10 billion. <laughs> no. But maybe next year. Uh, one, of the, one of the games that was run was Mr. Bones for the Sega Saturn. That's not a bad game. I wouldn't necessarily call it a good game. Well, you would be soundtrack. Wrong. I would call spectacular. Uh, but I, I um, saw that run and, in a fit of impulse, ran off to eBay, purchased a Japanese Sega Saturn, purchased a copy of Mr. Bones, and will be learning the Mr. Bones speedrun on the Bombers Twitch. How much uh, Japanese do you think that you'll learn over the course of that uh, that process? None, because the Japanese copy of the game is fully voiced in English. Wait, really? Yep. Wait a sec. Wait, this, this game was released in North America. Why, why did you get the Japanese Sega Saturn and the Japanese copy of the game? Because the Japanese copy of the game is easier than the English copy. You have more health and can take really? more hits. Yeah. Huh. That is very odd. Weird. But the truth. Strange. So, but either true. way. Mr. Bones. Mr. Bones, that's a, a bombastic news item, I guess. And also, GDQ is fun. I love speedrunning. And... Every year, I always think, you know, this is the year I'm really going to get into these speedruns. And, and I, I'm pretty much on the record saying, like, I don't really enjoy watching people play video games. But there is something about a speed run and and I like the speed runs where they actually play the game properly and aren't just breaking it to the point where it's like barely a game anymore. And I think I'm pretty much on the record about that too. Uh, but I did learn a lot of speed running tricks at one point for Metroid prime. I think I've talked about that on here before. Like this, a lot of that stuff really is cool. And, and maybe summer games done quick deck. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll watch it together. Well, maybe I'll make you force me to sit down and make me watch it. I love speedruns that are, like, on one hand, the, the We Broke This Game ones are cool because it shows how much people have played and put into learning these games. But the really cool ones are the ones with, like, a technical aspect where you're like, this person is just really good at this game. And and it's yeah, that those, kind of showcasing that I, yeah, that I, that I really and, love about a speedrun is, is people, people talking about just... How much they love these games, even if they put in all this time to utterly break them code-wise, they're still, they did that because they love it so much they wanted to know everything they could about the game. So there's a lot of passion involved in it. It's really, it gets me, gets me going. <laughs> it gets you passionate. Yeah. Gets you NC-17 up in here. Hey, uh, quick question. Did you see that one? I think it might have been Summer Games Done Quick last year where they, they broke the Super Mario Brothers 3 like credit roll record they did it in like 1.2 seconds or something i missed that screen. apparently they they hit a couple of uh world records this year though that i need to go but check like, out 
like to me, like that's fun for the novelty of it. But the idea that you would ever build that up and say, "Hey, we're gonna go for the world record uh, in Super Mario Brothers three and then they just like press a combination of buttons, usually tool assisted, on the title screen and just get to the end. It's like, well, that, that doesn't that doesn't count. It's not even the game. Yeah. <laughs> But you did uh, it. That's that's Congra- literally never going to be broken because it's 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 literally as fast as it can go. Um, I don't know that th- that's not that entertaining to me. I don't know, but I but watching those Metroid Prime speed runs is always a is always a joy, and and you can always get me to tune in for a good Metroid Prime speed run. Have they have they done that one yet or no? They did it. They did it this year already. Uh, a couple ah, days ago, I I posted about it in the Bombers Discord. Oh, I was probably busy living a working. life or something. You were probably working. Yeah, realistic. But they do have the they have the vods for it, so you can always go back and watch it if you want. Oh, that's good. That's good. I don't know. I'll probably not and just continue making slightly invalid excuses as to why I did not. That sounds like you. It does. I, it sounds like I you also, too, buddy. Oh no, it's I didn't say it wasn't me. I said it sounded like you. <laughs> but not invalidate. Um, I also sat down with a couple of friends and played Tabletop Simulator. You got on the table with with some friends and you simulated each other until you... Yeah, we missed a T there, but... uh... (laughs) We played... um, It's a a character-building board game from the... I believe it's the Call to Adventure style of rule set. Uh, Stormlight Archives, which is a series of uh, Brandon Sanderson books, which I absolutely love and my friends love. But what's cool about the game is it's it's a character-building game where you, as you play the game, you're kind of building a deck, but not really. You're building a character. And all of the things, all of the cards that you take to give you different skills and whatnot are, like, story-based cards. You, you get to choose, like, yes, I would like to fight this giant beast, and I can either face it down with my martial prowess or trap it with my wiliness. And then you tell a story of, like, at the end of the game, you get to look at all of your cards and sort of tell the story of how your character went through their adventure, and at this point in the game, they fought a fierce beast, and did the, and it's very cool. I like it. Kind of like at the end of a, a uh, run in Mario Chase in Nintendo Land, where you can see where the all path. of the the dudes were chasing the Mario. Or wait, or is it like, Mario's chasing Toads or Toads chasing Mario? Now I can't remember. I think it's a Mario chasing Toads because there are no, more Toads than there are Marios. No, because no, it's, it's multiple Toads trying to catch one Mario, I think. Oh, maybe anyway, that's what it's it like is. It's like that. Yeah. yeah Point is, you it, see. Yeah, that's what it it's is. Like, it's like at the end of a... Um, cards against humanity game where you take all the cards that you want and pretend that they are adjectives for yourself the white cards the the ones with like the scenarios those aren't adjectives you're thinking of like apples to apples or something i'm thinking of apples to apples don't worry about a much more wholesome version of that game yeah don't worry about me we should have a bombers pack for cards against humanity i think that would be terrifying really good no that'd be great you know what we you know what we should do we should put a call out to all of our listeners hey come out what come up with some cards that you would put in to the bombers pack for cards against humanity send us your ideas you can put them on the bombers discord you can email them to us at this is bombers at gmail.com or you can tweet them to us at at this is bombers or you can twitch them at us at this is bombers on twitch yeah 
and you can you could do jo- that. join the ring and you could join the ring fat adventure because you might want to or the game club because we're playing or a better the, um, final fantasy game than final fantasy 3 well technically we are playing final we're playing the american release of final fantasy oh i guess you're right that hurts uh, i, hate I sh- that. you know I didn't even clarify when I said Final Fantasy 3. I'm playing the Japanese original like Final Fantasy 3 release, not the Final Fantasy 3 in America that would eventually become Final Fantasy 6. Just to be clear on that. Now that we're um, half an hour much, past where you talked about it. Well, you know, I, I just think it's important that if anyone is still listening to this stupid pr- uh, program that, uh, that we clarify. Anyway, uh, a couple more things before we go. Uh, I bought like a million Nintendo Powers on eBay and only three of them showed up. Ooh. Uh, there was a box in my mailbox yesterday that was summarily torn open, uh, either by the vicious metal sides of the mail truck or possibly a vicious sorting machine or a sorting machine. Um, it Who sure knows? does. It is rough to lose 999,997 copies of Nintendo Power. Yeah, I mean, it was a lot of money. It cost like $10 um for all of those so i'm really i'm really broken up about it i i have asked the dude on ebay for a uh well first of all i contacted him like this happened let's talk about it i'm not gonna like give you a bad score i'm not gonna immediately demand my money back like let's just try to figure this out so i opened a case with usps and he opened a case with ebay and we're working through it I gotta be honest with you. By the time you are listening to this podcast, I will probably have asked for my my money back because I don't I don't see any scenario in which these magazines are recovered. I lost uh, twelve magazines officially, oh, and I'm wow. very broken up about it because it included the last issue of that magazine, which is worth a pretty oh. penny in the condition that it was in, and I spent very little money on it. So I'm more upset about the investment loss than the actual product itself. I can get the product whenever I want. But and this particular version of it is probably not going. If the USPS happens to find it, it's not going to be in good condition anymore. Mm, that's a good point. Damn it! All right. Well, that's depressing. Sorry to be also, the, the poop on your parade. That's all right. I'm used to people pooping on me and my parade. Uh, I also started listening to a podcast called what? Or not? Not really a podcast. More of an inge- uh, an, an investive. Not wow. really a podcast, but more of an investigative journalism program, or IJP, called Whatever Happened to Pizza at McDonald's, a show where uh, the host, Brian Thompson, investigates whatever happened to the pizza at McDonald's. And? Did you know that McDonald's used to serve pizza? Yes. Did you know that Subway used to and or still does serve pizza? They still do, and they their ovens were very That's similar, apparently, to the McDonald's. Uh, ovens that that made pizza but anyway in the in the mid to like the mid 1990s the pizza just mysteriously kind of disappeared from the menu mcdonald's started taking it out of the restaurants for reasons that really and and the program examines this like the the reasons are really kind of flimsy and uh it's really a really good listen it's kind of done in the same style as the podcast serial which uh i am informed uh, is the first podcast, the first ever podcast. Um, so you really should check out whatever happened to pizza at McDonald's. It is a serious look into the disappearance of not only pizza at McDonald's, but also things like, is God real? What happened to the copy of Willow at the public library 
near where our host lives. There's just a lot of mysteries that that occur over the course of this program, and it's, well, it's definitely worth a listen. Uh, Better than I, bombers, I, I'll say that. I can uh, definitively say this: they took bombers away from McDonald. Wait, you said the word bombers, and it got stuck in my head. I can definitively say this: they took pizza away from McDonald's. The answer to the second question is no. I'm confused. Is bombers like the password? Like, did I say a trigger word that, that it's like our alarm bells going off? Like bombers, bombers, bombers. Well, now I got to go kill the president. <laughs> I've been awakened or triggered. Not or a lot. Not a lot of time left for that. Sleeper agent, something or another was was the joke I was going for. Should we talk was... about that? Like, given the events of the past, are we? I was just making a joke. Let's not. Let's this was not. bombers. This was we're bombers. Never co- we're never coming back. If you wonder where we are, it's because we just got picked up by the FBI. For like a hot date? We got picked up? Heck yeah. They took us to McDonald's for pizza. See, because the only McDonald's that sells pizza anymore is specifically for the FBI because something something conspiracy theory. I will have to go on a road trip to Langley, Virginia, when it is safe to do so, to get some <laughs> of that sweet, sweet FBI McDonald's pizza. I can't imagine why you would want to do that. McDonald's pizza sounds disgusting. We don't even know. We don't know how it tasted. If if they brought it back, I think I would probably try it. If it's anything like the Subway pizza, it's disgusting. So you used to work on an Air Force base where they had a subway. Is that correct? That is correct. Can you disclose that? Okay. Did So you had the pizza at Subway. I, I never have. I, I have tried it. It is gross. You know it how they make it. Bread. They just take their... F- I love flatbread. They take their flatbread. They put some... They put the, the same type of red sauce that they use for their meatball hoagies. Minus the meatball. Don't call them hoagies. That's an insult to hoagies. You're right. The, the the same sort of red sauce that they use for their meatball food. <laughs> Slather some sauce on their meatballs. Slather that on there. They put down mozzarella. They might even do like the weird thing where they're like, let's put the ingredients down first and then the cheese and then the sauce or something like a abhorrent like that. It's not good, as is the point that I'm getting to. Don't order the pizza at Subway. The thing is, is like when I go to Subway, and I imagine how a lot of people probably felt about the, the McDonald's pizza scenario is that when you go to those restaurants... You know, you're not you're not going there for pizza. You're going there for a sandwich. You're going there for a hamburger. You're going there, you know, to to steal a child out of the ball pit that may or may not be yours. You're not you don't really you're not as interested in the pizza as as maybe the company wants you to be. Yeah, I mean you're you're not there you're not there for pizza. You're there to pick up chicks. Come on, and children. Like if I want a pizza, I'm going to Pizza Hut. I don't know. Chuck E. Cheese. There's kids there, too, I bet. Ugh, it's awful. I hate you. Not after I go there. 